On this episode of ASAP, Bree and Kristen talk to Kelsey Feller, a business systems analyst on the IS team at SA. They talk about yogurt, Greek goddesses, and Metis, the SA client software platform. All that and more on this episode of ASAP. It's ASAP, a Strategic America podcast. And this is the theme song. And we don't have much time, just need it ASAP. Okay, thanks, bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of ASAP, a Strategic America podcast. My name is Kristen, and I'm here joined by my co-host, Brie Larson. Hi. Hi, Brie. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? Good. I'm feeling good. Today, we're um, interested in talking to our guest here, Kelsey Feller, um, a member of our IS team at Strategic America. And she's going to dive a little bit into more of what she does for SA here. Um, but first, we're going to start with a game. So, Brie, yeah. take it away. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, we, we thought, why not? Let's start with a game. Let's break the ice. Everybody's feeling really good and nervous. So let's <laughs> let's do it. Um, this is a game everybody knows and loves. And I play it like every weekend. Yeah. Um, it's called Greek Goddess Yogurt or Technology Platform. And I think Joe's going to put some music on for us as well. Um, so everybody get ready for this game. Again, it's Greek Goddess Yogurt or Technology Platform. So I have a list of items okay and you two are gonna play um i'm not biased at all because we work here (laughs) but um you're gonna tell me whether you think it's a greek goddess a yogurt or a technology platform and and then you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna tell you if you're right or wrong (laughs) you're gonna move to the next my kind of game (laughs) um so you guys ready to play let's do this we're ready here's your first one activia that's that's a yogurt. Yep, that's, that's a, a yogurt. Good yogurt. That's a yogurt. It's in the fridge right now. I, yep, same mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Well, you are like many people in this world, um, Activia eaters. Uh, this is a yogurt with a reputation for easing the digestive <laughs> discomfort many people might have. Uh, can you guess when it was introduced to the world? What year? Mm. Um, the brand of Activia or just yogurt in the, general? The brand of Activia. Um, I'm going to say probably probably 1870. <laughs> I go with. Really? I was going to go like mid-90s, but we're pretty much the same. <laughs> um, it was 1987. Oh, oh far away. I win. Okay. I feel like I win. In France. Okay. Oh. All right. Here's your next one. Circe. I'm going to Greek goddess. Is Game of Thrones character an option? <laughs> um, I think it's spelled a bit different than that, okay. Cersei. All right, then I'm going to say Greek goddess. Greek goddess? All right, you're both correct. Goddess of magic, known for her vast knowledge of potions and herbs. She had a magic wand and would transform her en- enemies into animals. She is known for turning Odysseus's crew into swine. But then, believe it or not, they had a couple of sons and lived together for a year. Hmm. Okay. Better for worse, I guess. <laughs> Cersei. The next one is Atropos. Atropos. Yeah. Um, that sounds very techy to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other route and say it is also a Greek goddess. Goddess or tech platform? This one is a Greek goddess. Wow. Yeah. That Atropos. was a total guess. Um, this is the goddess of fate and destiny. So there were three fates. 
and Atropos was known as the inflexible one. So she would choose the mechanism of death and end life for mortals by cutting their thread with her abhorred shears. I feel like I remember that from um, Hercules, that movie. Yeah. Mm. Like, Oh, oh, I don't I remember that one. I need, ends. A, I need a brush up on yeah. my movies. I don't remember that one. <laughs> Let's have a Disney hour. I think so. Yeah, Next podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving along. Oikos. Oikos? That's a yogurt. A, this is a yogurt. That's also in my fridge right now. I don't discriminate. <laughs> this is a yogurt. Yes, it is. It's a delicious yogurt. It is. Um, the name also has additional meaning in most Greek city-states. In the most basic sense, it refers to three distinct concepts. The family, the family's property, and the house. And then in the yogurt community, it's just a Greek yogurt with many varieties. Mm. 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 Highly recommend the blueberry. Yes. Ooh, I like the vanilla. Mm. Yeah. Okay, uh, next one is Jira. Ooh, technology platform. Kelsey sounded pretty confident in that, and she's um, a technology whiz, so I'm going to second her opinion on that. It's a good second, because that is correct. It's a technology platform used for project management, most commonly used to track issues and bugs related to <laughs> software development. Mm-hmm. All right. Jira. Okay. Or Jiva? Jira. 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 Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Zoi. Z-O-I. Can you please use that in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I might get myself some zoi today. Um, you I'm, know, I'm gonna assume it's a yogurt. You know, I'm, I'm gonna go Greek goddess because I just I feel like we need to even the score here. Um, this is a this is definitely a Greek yogurt. Okay, um, <laughs> what is this? Get your Greek on with zoi. <laughs> it has epic taste fit for the gods. This is another yogurt you can purchase and eat. Interesting. Mm. <clears throat> Learning so much already. Okay, and I have one more, and that is Metis. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it's it's there's an A and a B here. Uh, there's a Greek goddess and a amazing technology platform. Yeah, as I as a matter of fact, I really do think there are two answers in this. I think it's a Greek goddess and a technology platform, but could it be also a yogurt? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> time will only tell, Kristen. <laughs> I think we have some potential with it. Um, yeah. Meet us, yes. Um, yeah, kind of a trick question there. So that one is both a tech platform and a Greek goddess. And it's the reason we're all gathered in this little room today. Um, Kelsey knows a lot about Metis, and she's going to tell us more. But I thought I'd, I'd share some interesting facts about Metis, the goddess of wisdom, prudence, and deep thought. Um, she was the first wife of Zeus, okay, and, o- and also an oceanid. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, now, Zeus had a feeling that Metis was going to bear some powerful children. Do you know this story, Kelsey? I do. Okay. I do. She's uh, nodding her head like, yeah. <laughs> You're stealing my thunder for later, but it's totally oh, really? fine. Yeah, no, <laughs> right. go ahead. You're going to say um, better. The first one was Athena. Okay. And then the second one was a son that they were like, it's going to be more powerful than Zeus himself. So Zeus tricked Metis into turning herself into a fly. I feel like that was just like their typical Saturday night. He's like, you, you be a fly tonight. <laughs> um, um, and then he swallowed her. But the real trick was on Zeus because Metis was already pregnant with little Athena. And then Metis inside of Zeus started to, uh, started to make Athena's helmet 
and her robe. So as a fly, she's like crafting these things inside of Zeus. And so you can imagine that this caused Zeus a bit of discomfort and pain. And then Zeus asked Hephaestus to bash his head open with an ax and Athena jumped out fully grown, armed and armored. And then the rumor started that Athena was born out of Zeus alone and had no mother. I thought maybe that was like common uh, back then. So gosh, you know, a tale for those two. But uh, as we noted, it's also a tech platform engineered by Strategic America. Thank you both for playing the game. Yes. I think it was a tie. Great. I was have really to check gen- the scores later, though. Yeah, that was really generous of you. I don't think it was, but that's close. That's fine. We'll go with it. Yeah. So, Kelsey, um, let's talk about you now that we play this game. Um, so you're involved with Midas at SA. T- talk to us about your role and uh, what you do here. Yeah. So I am our team's business systems analyst. So my role here is really to work with our client services department and our clients to figure out what their needs are. What ways can we help make their lives easier? At the end of the day, our goal is to help our clients run as efficiently as possible and to service the most dealers in the way that makes the most sense for them with their marketing and advertising plans. And we use Metis to really organize those plans, organize those orders, and funnel that work through our agency here in-house. Um, I've been on our team a couple years in this role. However, back in my client services day, um, I was part of getting things set up in Metis for the clients that I worked on. Um, Metis is a very user-friendly platform, so the intent in the way in which it was built was that anybody can go in and set up their portals and we can respond to our clients faster. We can get things into market um, as fast as possible. And where did the need for Metis kind of originate? We have a lot of clients here at SA. Um, and when and how did that need for our own type of platform come from? Yeah, so way back when, probably five, six years ago, we used to have individual signup sites for every single client and everybody's was unique and everybody had its own features and everyone was custom built. And we only at that time had a development team of three people. So you can imagine all of these signup sites that take months to build. And we had probably at that time about 10 of them or so, all of them being unique and custom. Well, that's just not feasible with a small team. And so the team kind of stepped back and said, what can we do to service our clients in a more efficient manner and get them new and additional functionality quicker? Because we saw a lot of overlap in one, we do something for one client and then we'd show it to the others and they wanted to use it too. So we thought, okay, what can we do to help our clients get the most bang for their buck and have one central platform that's easy to use, easy to administer. And when we roll out a feature for one client, it actually rolls out for everybody. Um, So that's kind of where the need originated. It was trying to use our resources as efficiently as we could. And then knowing that there were overlapping needs, consistency through our clients that we could offer this to them in a quick manner. Cool. Yeah. And so do you, uh, are you kind of the visionary behind the, the releases for the product, or is that more kind of like a team effort? So Midas is definitely a big team effort. Um, it is, so we, we kind of are split a little bit. So we have the developers, and Kevin Strauss leads our development team, and then I lead kind of the, the work side of it. So Kevin leads the developers and the people, I lead the work. But as a team, we really kind of figure out the vision of Meet Us Together and where we're going. And while I may have a lot of insights from working with our clients and our client services team, it's still a team effort to say, okay, 
this one client has this need, but in what way can we genericize it and make it fit for more clients and allow this to be used by others too? So we do everything basically as a team. All of our meetings are the full development team, myself, um, Brad, who's our project coordinator, and we're all getting together and just kind of brainstorming. We do a lot of team building, a lot of teamwork together. And um, so in that regard, we all are kind of driving the direction, but I will say Midas was originally Kevin's brainchild. Kevin kind of knew that we needed to do something to operate more efficiently, to be able to keep up with our clients' needs at a faster pace. So Midas was Kevin's brainchild that has now transformed a to one big team ownership. Mm-hmm. And uh, and your title here is business analyst? Business systems analyst, which is a very fancy, very intimidating title when you say that to somebody in a public setting. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> asks me what I do because they're like, oh, okay, that's nice. We just move on. We also like to call Kelsey here um, our resident nerd herder. Yeah. yeah um, that's... There's a lot of software engineers, a lot of... Um, behind the scenes computer work that really and I mean that from a complimentary standpoint mm-hmm. oh yeah um, they are genius smart people that you manage mm-hmm. um, so mm-hmm. and they I I would think they like to think that they like the title of a nerd yeah right? yeah they they find that to be very comical and it, when it was said no one was you know brought to light they're like oh yeah but that makes total <laughs> sense that's what we do that's what you do and and they they kind of own it they're uh, they're a very fun unique group. And I mean that in the most loving way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as a business systems analyst, so can you walk us through like, what does that actually mean? Because there's, I said business analyst, but that's a different, that's a different thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so business analyst, business systems analyst and project manager all kind of seem to be rolled into one and they all kind of get confused a little bit. So project manager, we'll kind of break them down here owns one project and they see it through. Business systems analyst oversees a product and sees that through its life and keeps it going and really is focused strategic direction. Business analyst is really kind of looking at almost anything. Business processes overall, not necessarily focused on one system or on specifically technology and improving and making things more efficient and and identifying those opportunities. So they all do kind of operate in one realm um, there is a lot of overlap. I kind of cross all three, so I do have the fancy title, but kind of cross the board with all of them um, in that regard. Very good. So we kind of touched on um, the team, but is there any um, special structure to your team? I mean, you mentioned talking about you leading the project side mm-hmm. and Kevin leading um, kind of the engineer side. Yeah. Um, how many people are on your team and kind of tell us a little bit about the team? Yeah. So on my side is myself and then I oversee Brad, who is our project coordinator. So Brad works a lot with our internal AEs to set up the portals, set up the workflows and do a lot of testing, kind of that day-to-day stuff. Um, I work a lot with Kevin and Kevin is our lead software engineer and Kevin oversees our software engineers and then our QA. So we have one QA and three other software engineers. So um, the software engineers do a lot of the day-to-day development. Sean goes through our QA guy and tests everything that they do. Um, Sean does do some development still and maintains a couple various portals that we've got. And then Kevin oversees that. And Kevin and I roll up to our director of technology, Ryan, and help wherever we can. And I, we're talking a lot about the team. And I, and I feel like it's important to talk about the team because as like a customer of SA, 
if you're subscribing to meet us um, for your portal or what have you, it, I think it's interesting to know who's behind it and what how many people are actually working on this for you day in and day out. And um, so it's just really interesting um, to think about the team as a whole. Even <laughs> kind of being on the other side of the building from SA and from the IS team, um, I'm learning a lot today just about your team altogether as well. Yeah, well, good, good. Yeah. Um, okay, let's take a quick break. I think we're going to just cut to Heath with some sports here, and we'll be right back with ASAP. The 2019 NFL football season recently got underway, which brings up a lot of questions. Will the Patriots be able to defend their Super Bowl championship from last season? The Arizona Cardinals only won three more football games last year than the St. Louis Cardinals, a baseball team that does not play football. Why is that? Did the Cleveland Browns earn their team name when someone thought, I like the sound of the Cincinnati Reds, but I want it to be less appealing? Along with the new football season, fantasy football is also back. Did you know they cover fantasy football on ESPN? And they do it with straight faces? What's next? Soccer coverage? Well, I've run out of questions, but I'll leave you with one answer. You just listen to Heath on Sports. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to ASAP. Um, I'm Bree here with Kristen, and we are talking with Kelsey about Metis, SA's technology platform. So, Kelsey, talk to us about uh, ty- the type of client that um, is attracted to Metis and what they can benefit out of the platform. Yeah, so Metis really is, it's a big platform, and it does a lot of really, really cool stuff. Um, But we really focus on channel or field marketing. So if you're a parent corporation and you get your products into market via franchisees, independent dealers, branches, centers, those types of clients are really who this platform was built for and focused around. Um, But what's really nice is in Metis, we do offer a lot of customization that we can kind of adapt it almost to any situation. And that's one of the things we really pride ourselves on is we like to sit down with our clients and talk through their business needs and what they're looking for and then build solutions around that. And one really great feature that came out of those types of conversations were co-op claims. So while co-op claims is not the main kind of thing we do in Meetus, we sat down with one of our clients here um, and we're talking to them about how they process co-op claims and realized that it just wasn't efficient. And we knew that there was a easier way that we could do this for them, whether it was the submitting of claims, the review and approval or responding back. And so out of that came our co-op claims workflow. Um, our main workflows that we use in Metis are our advertising, whether ordering kind of the build your own plan, the prepackaged approach or the advertising request. So if you want us, the advertising request is if you want us to go in and put together a plan for you, you select what you're interested in that gets submitted to SA and then our media experts or our production experts go in and put together a plan for you that makes sense for your business need and your budget and your market. And um, so that's a really, really nice option for those types of clients that aren't necessarily the most marketing savvy. They have a general idea of what they're interested in or what might work in their market, but they want some of that help. Um, the build your own is for those who really know what they're doing, who want to put together their own plan and want to be in the driver's seat. Whereas the prepackaged is we work up front with the parent corporation. We put together those various packages based upon the business needs, corporate brand guidelines, corporate guidelines, and then roll those out to the dealers. And they can select what makes sense for them from a timing and budget standpoint too. And so that's kind of the, the main use of Metis. We also have digital asset management systems in there. 
um, where if you are a, let's say, let's say you're a pizza location and you are looking to build a flyer, rather than reaching out to the parent brand and getting images or logos or things like that, we house all of that in our digital asset management system. And you can go in, you can download those items and build your own. But we realize not everybody has the resources at hand to be able to build those on their own. So we utilize a um, ad builder software where you can go in, you can select various preset headlines, select from various images, put in your own offers and copies, your own logo, and kind of build your own ad. Whether it's direct mail, uh, maybe it's a newspaper ad, maybe it's a banner ad, flyer. So we have all of that too as well. Um, We also have recently built out kind of our own version of surveys or form submission. So if you need to select or input and collect rebate claims, if you need to take satisfaction surveys at the end of the program year, or if you need to collect maybe mailing registrations, things like that, we've also built a workflow for that as well. And that kind of came out of that client discovery that we've done as well. So Minas is really, really broad. It's Mm -hmm. constantly changing. We're constantly doing more and adapting. we operate in two-week sprints, so every two weeks we're rolling out something new. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And uh, any insights into the future? Anything you can share with us? <laughs> yeah, we've got um, we've got a lot of really, really good stuff. Really good stuff on the horizon. Um, I'm not going to give it all away just yet. But our, <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers just yet. But we're, we're really focused on the dealer experience and really trying to make it easy. And what steps can we take to make the process easier for a dealer to go in and submit their advertising order and then get it into market? And what way can we return results so they can see that return on investment um, and really see great value in their marketing? So that's kind of where we're looking. That's where we're focusing. Um, but the, the cool part is because we operate in two-week sprints, we're always changing. We can at any point shift gears and try something new. And so I don't know what's, I don't know what's next, but well, I do know what's next. <laughs> you just don't know what's next. Tune in for a yeah. couple episodes from now. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. Dive deeper into the future of Minas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, one thing I kind of wanted to transition to, um, we talked about Minas being the goddess of wisdom, prudence, and deep thought. Um, and Kelsey, you yourself are um a unique individual on the IS team as you are the only woman on the team there. And so I kind of wanted to address, um, you know, the the gap there that technology is still really a male-dominated industry. Um, I found a study that was done in 2018 that showed only 20% of tech jobs were held by women. Um, and according to a survey, girls become interested in tech careers at age 11, but they lose interest soon after. And they believe it's because there's a lack of female mentors and gender inequality quality um, being some of the factors responsible for that trend. So how do you kind of see that in your role outside of just being obviously the the only female on your team, but um, how do you see that in your role and how do you kind of take power and pride in that role? Yeah. So I am the only female on our entire team, actually in our entire department, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, I kind of, I can take it with a badge of honor. I kind of I kind of use that as my my motivation to to do more to keep pushing, and 
I know tech is a very dominated woman industry, and I have found a lot of really good sources online. Um, Tech Ladies is a really great group of women who are in the tech industry who are constantly posting content and helping you to kind of hone those skills and how to, to really solidify your place. And I was lucky in that I fell into this, but I also fell into having a team who supports me. Yeah. And friends who, you know, champion me and my tribe who holds me accountable and and pushes me to be better. And I think that's really where I will say my success has come from is my team Mm -hmm. really wants me to learn and wants me to grow. And I've used that to kind of help others who I have found are trying to. But I think it's also finding people who are also trying to grow, whether it is the same industry or interest, um, kind of find those people who are also really motivated. And those have helped me to be to keep pushing and to try to be to be more and to be growing and um while I have found that, yeah, it is really, really tough sometimes to be to be the only female sitting in the room. Um, I've also found a lot of confidence, a lot of confidence in myself to speak up and to really kind of hold down my views and to be strong in who I am. Um, but I'm also very, very lucky in that I have a team who respects me and who respects my view and wants me to be better. And so I'm very fortunate in that regard. And I try to bring that opportunity to others as well, male or female, tech or not. Um, and support them in their career and their go- growth. And and that's something I've really found a passion in is helping people to grow in their career too. You love to see it. You love to see that kind of mentality in the office. <laughs> it's inspiring. It is inspiring. <laughs> yes. Um, before we go, Kelsey, um, things that you're involved in outside of SA, uh, I know you're involved in AAF. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that just a little bit before we go? Yeah, so I am the executive director of the American Advertising Federation of Des Moines. So we are an advertising trade group. Um, We roll up all the way through the national organization. Um, We host monthly luncheons, social events, our annual American Advertising Awards. Um, This year was our third year of organizing the Des Moines Ad Day Creative Conference where we had over 100 attendees join us um, for the day. So uh, that definitely keeps me busy. I'm involved with Habitat for Humanity. Hmm, what else? Uh, parenthood. Oh, <laughs> Lord. If that was like its own club, I think it is. I think it really is. It is, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, if, if it's not Parenthood, I mean, that will that definitely takes a big part of it. And then um, Hardest job of all, right? Oh, it is. It's like another full-time job. It is. Uh, and then my husband owns his own business. So really, honestly, just between all of all of that, no big deal. Um, we stay pretty busy. And so that that's definitely fun. It helps you learn to manage things as much as the chaos outside of work. It really does help you inside of work, too. To learn how to manage things and kind of keeps you going. So yeah. Uh, so if anybody has questions for you for about Metis about AAF, um, is there a good place for them to reach out to you? Yeah. Um, let's see. I would say probably your personal phone number and your address. <laughs> yeah. What can you uh, share? Phone. You know. You know. Let's. I would say follow me on social media, but I'm the saddest social media person <laughs> ever. But you can. It's at Kelsey K Feller um, on Instagram and Twitter. My yeah. Twitter is pretty sad. I'm going to be real with you guys. But Instagram, <laughs> you can see some cute baby photos. So that's cool. Um, otherwise, email uh, kfeller at strategicamerica.com. And uh, yeah, I love love to chat about meetups, love to chat about advertising, love to chat about it all. So I'm a big coffee for, person. So you offer coffee. I'm there. Awesome. Well, you, thanks so much for your time today, Kelsey. It's been lovely to learn more about you and the Metis team. And we're excited we had you here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to ASAP, and we'll we'll talk to you in, uh, another time. 
ASAP, a Strategic America podcast, is produced inside the walls of Strategic America, a marketing agency located in West Des Moines, Iowa. Visit strategicamerica.com ASAP for more.